The biggest games, the best performances, expert analysis. You are locked on now. Welcome to Locked On Now. I'm your host, Matt George, bringing you from ballpark to ballpark with a fast pass from all of last night's action. With insight, you can only get from the local experts on the Locked On Podcast Network. We're going around Major League Baseball like you were there for every at-bat. Let's start with the biggest game. It had been quite a while since the Chicago White Sox had won on Sunday Night Baseball. Hey, it's Chris Tannehill, one half of Lockdown White Sox. Well, the White Sox were able to salvage the finale last night in Milwaukee. The Brewers had not been featured on Sunday Night Baseball in over eight seasons, but the Sox had not won on Sunday Night Baseball for eight years themselves until last night. The offense didn't show up at all this weekend for the White Sox. Credit to the Milwaukee pitching staff, who only surrendered five runs the entire weekend, but two of those runs came off the bat of guess who? Who else? Lance Lynn, who was remarkable on the mound himself last night. Lynn goes six innings gives up six hits strikes out six and allows just the one run the cutter was working last night as it has been all season long as lance lynn enters august with a 191 earned run average and if you want to know why this stocks team is going to be a tough outcome october you see the pathway in last night's victory after lynn exits michael kopech comes in and while shaky a bit he's able to shut the brewers down in the seventh inning paving the way for a six out save for closer Liam Hendricks. He was dominant while doing so too, getting it up to 101 in his final inning of work. It's just his second six out save this season. The Sox are able to keep their nine game lead over Cleveland as they head to Kansas City for a four game set. And oh yeah, Eloy Jimenez returns to the lineup tonight with Luis Robert hopefully not far behind. The Sox are 19 games above 500 and it's possible that we have yet to see their best baseball yet this season. Watch out for the White Sox. I'm Chris Tannehill, your host from Locked on White Sox. The loss isn't unbearable for the Brewers, who still have a six and a half game lead in the NL Central. Oddly enough, the Brewers have been significantly better on the road than in Milwaukee this season. Hey, Jake Mastriani here. After the Brewers 3-1 loss to the Chicago White Sox on Sunday night baseball, a really entertaining finale to the series, which was a really entertaining overall series in general. Some great pitching matchups in this series. The Brewers able to come away and win the series by winning the first two games. All close games, very well played by both sides. You knew this was going to be a very uh, interesting series coming in with the two teams leading the central divisions. I think it played out just like that. I think if you're a Brewers fan, you got to be very happy with the fact that the Brewers come away with a series win here against a very good Chicago White Sox team. So even though they dropped the finale on Sunday, still a great series win for the Brewers. Had their three aces going up against the White Sox, three aces, and able to come out on top. And honestly, Sunday, they had another you know good pitching performance by Woodruff. Gave up those three runs in the second. The offense out hit the White Sox in this game. Just weren't able to come up with that big hit in this one. But again, if you're a Brewers fan, got to be really excited with this series win and with where the Brewers are safely with a safe lead in the NL Central. Well, that will do it. Make sure that you check me out on Locked On Brewers for more Milwaukee Brewers coverage. That was your game of the night, but we had some significant off the field news happen over the weekend. We go to Cleveland for today's The Best Performance. Hold up. Starting in 2022, Cleveland's baseball team will have a new identity. Hello, Cleveland Guardians fans. Let's say it together for the first time here. I am taking a break from some uh, home reno to talk about a name change. We all knew it was coming. I know change is hard. It's very hard. 
But let's be honest, the name the Cleveland Indians was never chosen to honor Louis Sakalaxius. That is a convenient half-truth made up with after the fact. Uh, there is no mention of it in the initial press releases. There is no mention of it really at the time. It's one of those things that uh, got added later. As for the Guardians, I always look forward to seeing the statues when I drove into Cleveland with my family. They stood out, they were unique, they were interesting. This also ties into that whole idea of defend the land. They could have gone a lot worse ways. I know there are people who hate, hate, hate spiders, and the name spiders would have been off-putting to any degree. Don't necessarily love the art, I'll be honest there, but I like the name, I like the idea of it. And just as one last point here, so Chief Wahoo, much discussed Chief Wahoo, introduced in 51, first used in 52. 52 season, utterly heartbreaking. Set a all-time record for wins and then lose, including one of the most iconic catches in baseball history in the World Series. They have not won a World Series since 48. So the entire time since Wahoo was brought in. Might one call it a curse? Only team to lose two uh, seven-game World Series is in the wildcard era. There does seem to be a degree of bad luck. Might this be a way to change that? Could a new name bring some new luck? to Cleveland and could these Cleveland Guardians finally get a championship that has been elusive for, I mean, let's do quick math, 48, 52 years plus uh, 83 years. We'll have to wait and see. Thank goodness baseball and the soon-to-be Guardians organization has a little creativity. If they announced they would become the Cleveland baseball team, I would have lost all hope for the future of sports branding. Yes, that is a obvious shot at you, NFL and Washington. The St. Louis Cardinals teed off on Cincinnati Sunday afternoon, and the Boston Red Sox pulled off a juicy comeback over their rival. We go around the league next. Let's go around the league. Have a day, St. Louis. The Cardinals put up double digits on the Reds. St. Louis Cardinals salvage game three of a three game set with the Cincinnati Reds, winning a wild, bizarre, wacky, odd game at Great American Ballpark by the final score of 10 to 6. I'm Lucas of Locked On Cardinals Podcast. An overall frustrating weekend for the St. Louis Cardinals. This weekend was going to kind of, was hoping to tell us whether they're going to be buyers at the trade deadline or if they're just going to stand pat. And now after they lose two out of three and Milwaukee has at least a series win against the Chicago White Sox, it looks like they're going to be the latter. They're just going to stand pat. However, if they're going to buy, they're going to need to buy hard because we saw the three weaknesses in this Cardinal team this weekend. We saw the starting pitching not be great because outside of Wainwright and Kim, the starting rotation has not been consistent whatsoever. We saw the bullpen falter again multiple times. It has faltered a lot post-All-Star break. Plain and simple, they're being overused. They, the, the big three are being overused, and the rest of the bullpen are kind of hit or miss pieces. So this bullpen needs some additions. And we also saw the bench bat, uh, the absence of a bench bat, bench bat hurt the Cardinals this weekend as well. So those three things are pretty important if you want to be a playoff team. I feel like I was saying these same three things that the Cardinals need back in May. So not as a lot has changed. The Cardinals have gotten out and added a couple of minor pieces but no big, giant acquisitions to help improve this team. If this team is serious about making the playoffs, this team, as it stands right now, needs some big additions by Friday, and I'm just not sure that the Cardinals are going to be that aggressive by the trade deadline this Friday. Good news about today's game that I want to talk about real quickly, Cardinal Outfield. I will leave you with this point. 
They hit three home runs today. Carlson, Bader, and O'Neill all homering on Sunday. This outfield has the potential to be the best in the big leagues. You heard me right. I'll talk more about the outfield on the Cardinals on the next episode of Locked on Cardinals. They may have won today, but the San Francisco Giants lost their series over the weekend to the Pittsburgh Pirates? No, that's not a joke. Ben Kaspik with the Locked on Giants podcast. I don't know what it is about the Pittsburgh Pirates playing the San Francisco Giants, but that team gives the Giants a run for their money. They end up winning this series in San Francisco against the Giants. The Pirates, uh, not a very good team, and the Giants coming off of a series in LA against the Dodgers where they won three out of four, but then they lose two out of three to the Pirates. So that's baseball, but thankfully for the Giants, they do win the finale today behind Alex Wood, and it was much needed. You definitely don't want to be swept by the Pirates at home. Giants could have survived it, though. They continue to have the best record in Major League Baseball, but the Dodgers are coming into town next. The Giants have an off day tomorrow, so you want to go into that big home series against the Dodgers with some quote-unquote momentum, and the Giants were able to do that today. Lamont Wade Jr. fueled the offense, hit two home runs, I was thinking, you know, on a day that the Padres actually acquired Adam Frazier from the Pirates after this game, uh, Lamont Wade Jr., to me, more of an impact player, potentially, than even a guy like Adam Frazier. I do think that's, you know, Frazier, I don't think he's a real, real difference maker for that Padres team, but Lamont Wade Jr. is proving to be a real difference maker for the Giants. Two home runs today. The question when they acquired him was, was he going to be able to hit for power and the power has certainly come. He's hit, I think, now 12 home runs on the season, 11 or 12. And he hasn't played a whole lot. And so he gets on base. He has a good at-bat every time. He doesn't chase, and he's hitting for power. So his kind of emergence has been a huge story for the Giants this season who continue to be setting the pace for the rest of baseball. So they've got this huge lead on a playoff spot, two-game lead in the division. Dodgers coming into town next. We'll break it down on Locked on Giants tomorrow and every weekday where it's your team every day. That's the crazy and beautiful thing about sports. Sometimes a team just has another's number, even when it doesn't make any sense. The LA Dodgers are still hot on the heels of the Giants in the NL West, and the good news for them is they didn't lose ground. Hey, what's up? This is Jeff from Locked On Dodgers. So the uh, Oklahoma City Dodgers took two of three from the Rockies, a series that started pretty frustratingly on Friday night with the Dodgers losing. Uh, and then things didn't look great Saturday and Sunday with uh, lineups that, let's just say, were not optimal. Uh, the Dodgers scored just enough and got great pitching uh, to win one to nothing on Saturday and three to two on Sunday to take the series. Basically, stay even with the the Giants. Actually, gained a game on the Giants this weekend because the Giants lost two or three to the Pirates. So all in all, you know, considering what the Dodgers are dealing with, it's a successful weekend. Mookie Betts did officially go on the injured list. Cody Bellinger was limited this weekend uh, because of injury. So, you know, a lot of uh, downsides. The Dodgers continue to be bit by the injury bug. But at the end of the weekend, going into the series, well, going into an off day and then a three-game series with the Giants, the Dodgers are only two games out of first place, I think three and a half-ish ahead of the, the Padres. So, you know, it could be worse. And reinforcements might be on the way. Corey Seager might be back soon. Clayton Kershaw might be back soon. A lot of might be's we don't know really when anybody's coming back. Uh, so it's going to be a tough series with the Giants, but the Dodgers did what they needed to do this weekend with the, the Rockies winning this series. So Vince and I will be 
with you in your podcast app Monday morning to talk about the whole weekend. And we're there every weekday morning, Monday through Friday. By the time you're up and heading to work, we're in your inbox. So check it out and check out the whole Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. For those of you who don't understand Jeff's joke there at the beginning, the Oklahoma City Dodgers are the AAA team of the LA Dodgers who have so many injuries right now that they might as well be a AAA team. Always good when you have to explain a joke. No brooms necessary, but still a gentleman's sweep for the Boston Red Sox over the weekend. I'm Lauren Campbell from Locked On Red Sox, and if you missed Sunday's Red Sox-Yankees game, boy did you miss out. The Red Sox were down 4-0, they were getting no hit by Domingo German through seven innings, and in the eighth inning, the offense finally woke up, the bats got going, the Red Sox scored five unanswered runs, and they ended up winning 5-4 on Sunday afternoon at Fenway Park. It was a much needed win, especially after how Saturday's game went down and the Red Sox ended up losing. But now the Red Sox have won the season series against the Yankees and improved to 61 and 39 on the season. Jason and I discuss this game as well as the entire weekend series on Monday's episode of Locked on Red Sox. The A's lost, the Mariners won, and the Houston Astros earned a little more of a cushion in the AL West. Hey, that's right. Houston Astros win. They sweep the Rangers of Arlington, Texas. That's right. Their 61-win season continues in Seattle. They're going to the West Coast, Seattle, San Francisco, L.A. They're going to hit all the hot spots. Hopefully they got one of these hats to keep the sun off their necks. And they got some victories that they're bringing with them on the plane. So check out Locked on Astros. We have fun guests. Eric Manheisman and myself do our best to cover all the Astros. And coming up the trade deadline, it's going to be a hot week. The 30th is when it hits. And we've got some breakdowns. So subscribe to our YouTube channel and check us out wherever you get your podcasts on Apple, Google, Spotify. Tell your smart device to play the podcast, Locked on Astros. There you have it. A busy and entertaining night in Major League Baseball made even more enjoyable thanks to the inside of our local experts. For more information and discussion surrounding these games and the top baseball storylines, be sure to tune into all of our local MLB podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network. Until next time, I'm Matt George. We'll talk later, but we're always locked on now.